The audio podcast edition of Farlands or Bust is made possible by support from fans on Patreon. Visit patreon.com slash Mac to keep this series commercial free. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Kurt. Welcome back to Farlands or Bust. Woof. Look at those jack-o'-lanterns. Look at them go. Look at us go. Outside of the the very seasonally decorated hidey hole of the last episode. Let's secure it. Grab Wolfie. And <laughs> it looks goofy from the outside. Um, but... Uh, it's like the opposite of a TARDIS. It's not bigger on the inside, it's goofy on the outside. It kind of is a TARDIS. Um, yeah, let's grab Wolfie. Uh, oh. We don't have any inventory to clean because we didn't dig into a a mountain. We just built our own hidey hole right here. Let's continue on west towards those far lands here in Minecraft Beta 173. For episode 714 of Far Lands or Bust, for your Saturday, November 3rd, November 3rd, 2018. <laughs> it's November already. Why? <laughs> I mean, I know why. The constant and continual passage of time, but why? <laughs> why is it already November? Uh, yeah. Wolfie, how do you how do you how do you do? How do you do? How do you do? Wolfie, boop. There you go. The tail wasn't quite healed up all the way. But yeah, Saturday, November 3rd, 2018. Another episode coming at you. Recorded live before a Twitch audience. And we're still raising money for Direct Relief Charity over at farlandsorbus.com up to $19,274.08. Thank you everybody who continues to donate and supports that charity and in doing so supports the series, gets us closer to our goal and gets us closer to pressing F3, having a flabathon marathon and pressing F3 to see how far we've come here in Season 7. Much appreciated indeed. Also, surprising, surprising this morning, Friday morning, that is, when this is being recorded. Y'all know the Vlog Brothers. Y'all know the Vlog Brothers. That's they they made up the doobly doo. <laughs> they literally invented the doobly doo. And uh John Green of the Vlog Brothers made a uh, video over on their channel. Talking about, well, talking about quite a few things, but one of the things they mentioned is there's a story about a World of Warcraft player who's playing pacifist mode as a pacifist panda and apparently has leveled up. I don't know anything about the game other than that you get levels and he's like leveled to level 120 or whatever a, 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 an impressive number would be for that game. Uh, but without actually, like, playing the game. All they've done is picked flowers, which apparently you gain XP from picking flowers, and that's all they've done. Uh, so he was talking about that, and also mentioned how similar 
somewhat what ones ones what people might consider pointless or boring efforts projects goals uh, also also was very kind enough to mention that one series by that one Minecraft YouTuber Farlands or Busts. You mentioned Farlands or Busts and talked about how walking to the edge of the Minecraft world and has many many years many many years to go. I was kind enough to provide a link to the uh, first episode of season seven, which honestly that episode was like two years ago. <laughs> but uh, but uh, that that's pretty cool. So if anybody has found their way to the more recent episodes like this one. Hello, welcome. Uh, I've that's that's not our first that's not our first run-in with the blog the, the blog the the Green Brothers. Hank, uh, I've talked to Hank a few times, but once when he was setting up uh, the Internet Creators Guild and stuff, and talking about Patreon and YouTube, did an interview. Uh, and, and wrote a blog. I think it was a blog post. It wasn't a it wasn't a video, but a blog post uh, taking some some information about YouTube and gamers and perhaps that that was in the midst. That was in the midst of of YouTube kind of starting to do what we currently know as YouTube things. But uh, yeah, welcome, welcome indeed, everybody. You may be wondering what's been keeping me going for seven years. Uh, we're raising money for charity, like I just mentioned. We had, up until now, raised over $400,000 for Child's Play charity. And most recently, here in Season 7, have switched gears and are raising money for Direct Relief charity. Which you can learn a lot about both Child's Play, uh, the work we've done for Child's Play, as well as Direct Relief at our website, farlandsabus.com. But yeah, we turned it into a charity marathon. We've been walking for over seven years. As you can see, over 700 of these 30 or so minute long episodes. It's also a podcast because uh, some people can't watch the video anymore. They just they just can't stand it. They can't stand the jitteriness. It's not it's not lag. It's actually a an artifact, a symptom, if you will, of being so far away from spawn. We're over 25% of the way to the Far Lands, and the math that puts us... Each one of these blocks is is a... I guess you could call a coordinate, a unit of measure, and where you start on the map is around 0, zero. We're walking to 12 million, because that's where the Far Lands are, is 12 million... Uh, 550,820 blocks from 0, zero. Uh, we're about a quarter of the way there, and in doing so, the game has become less and less precise about where we are on the map. It's called a floating point position error, and essentially the game is less precise, so our movements are less smooth, and, and it's, it's very easy to visualize by looking at the block selection. This is how you would normally select a block that you want to punch or craft or place in Minecraft. Uh, the actual block selection is similarly off. As you can see, it thinks the block should be over there, but that's only because the precision is not precise, because the decimal point 
keeps floating is what that is in relation to. I've uh, I've done a whole kind of video about that because there there's a point where that decimal point rolls over and you can actually walk across a, a figurative and literal boundary of where the decimal place rolls over and you can actually see the jitter increase by half or double I guess you could say increase by half you know what I mean uh, it, it doubles every time and we're getting close ish we're we're maybe we're definitely past three million blocks that was the last time we pressed F3 it's around four million something odd blocks where it happens again so we're 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 on our way I don't know how close because we don't press F3 we don't press F3 which shows us our coordinates uh, we don't do that. We don't do that around here. That's frowned upon uh, because we wait until we raise the uh, donation goal for charity. And then when we do that, that's kind of the reward is that we see how far we've come and how much further we have to go. <laughs> so that's cool. That's cool indeed. So yeah, it's also a podcast because it's honestly, it's less, it's it's about the game obviously and our and our goal in the game and having Wolfie here with us. But it's more so about talking, answering questions, as I'm about to do right now. Because when uh, when folks, when Farlanders, when fans donate to the charity at farlanderbus.com, you can leave a comment, ask a question, think of a topic, a news item, personal questions to a degree, whatever. And uh, I usually end up going on some pretty crazy tangents and talks and rants and whatever uh, about what people bring up. So it's kind of a... I'm alone in this journey. This is obviously a single-player world, but we're, we're traveling together. We're on this journey, you and I. All, 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 all this one, hand in hand. Riding on my shoulders. So yeah, let's... Uh, we do sleep every night, because at night... This is survival mode. This is... A normal version, completely vanilla, aside from the texture pack uh, version of Minecraft. No mods or anything. It is the old version, Minecraft Beta 173, because it's the last version that includes the Farlands. Uh, I guess what you can call the Farlands glitch at that 12.5 million blocks. But uh, also at night, hostile mobs spawn. So we kind of want to avoid that because we would like to not die on our way to the journey. On our way to the journey. It is about the journey, but on our way to the Farlands is really what I meant to say. Uh, so I sleep every night. That resets our spawn if we were to die at the latest bed. And it also makes it a little bit more interesting because we can then see in the daylight where we're actually going. So let's do that and continue in the morning. <sighs> And awakeness. And awakeness indeed, Wolfie. Woof. So, those questions, like this one from Xavier Penguin. If you could be a voice actor, who's to say that I'm not a voice actor? I'm sorry. If you, if you could be a voice actor for a video game or animated movie slash cartoon, would you? If you could be a radio personality, would you? Do you still do vocal warm-up exercises before you stream or record? Uh, that last question? No. <laughs> um, did I do them before? Did I say that I did them before? 
I don't remember that I did them before. It might have, I might have, when I was like new at this, done that. And obviously, looking back seven years, if you look at some of my first episodes, obviously different microphone, different recording and editing programs. Oh, that's a spawner. That would be a real pain to get, though. So I'm, I'm gonna leave it. Um. Yeah, my my voice has changed indeed. Um. Did I do did I do vocal exercises? I remember once I talked about how it was helpful to uh, to uh, have a spoonful of honey, honey, and I don't do that anymore. <laughs> I don't. I, I it's probably for the better health wise, but yeah, it would have it would kind of like soothe soothe the throat and uh, also the sugar high would make me more excitable and have a little bit more pep in my step, I suppose you could say, when recording videos. But I think it's less so important since I've shifted a bit to streaming on Twitch now. Uh, the less things I, the less barriers I have to start streaming, the better. Because uh, I, as everybody knows, I, I am not perhaps the most punctual or... Uh, Punctual. Punctual? Sure. Punctual or consistent when it comes to starting the stream. So as long as I can just sit down and hit start stream, which sometimes is more difficult than it would seem, uh, then that's a good thing. So no, I don't really do any uh, vocal exercises anymore. I was about to say, I think this, that was probably, maybe it felt more important recording videos, because videos are kind of, you gotta get them right the first time, or else you might invoke a hidey hole paradox or something like that. Um, I felt like I maybe needed to up the production better in that regard. But no, I, I don't do that anymore. And by no means, I, I don't have any... By no means, Sky, uh, by no means do I have any uh, formal training in broadcasting or, or, or radio work or anything like that, or voice acting or anything like that, acting at all. Uh, would I be a voice actor for a video game? I think that could be fun. I think that could be fun. Also kind of nerve-wracking again because I have no formal training or any sort of skill or, or right to be a voice actor for any games or, or anything like that. Um, radio personality? I feel like I kind of am already. And I, I used to want to get into like broadcasting and radio even. But glad I didn't, because does the radio even exist? <laughs> Is anybody listening to radio anymore? I know I'm not. It's essentially just, from what I remember, just it ends up being commercials. <laughs> you, you turn on the radio and it's just commercials. I tried to before because my Bluetooth wouldn't like connect on my, on my Subaru with my phone. And I'm like, dang it, I can't listen to my music. Let's see what's on the radio. And there's nothing. There's nothing. You do the, the scan uh, function and it's just commercial after commercial after commercial after commercial is all you end up getting. And that's sad. That's annoying. But yeah, I certainly think that... I certainly think that the... Uh, the internet broadcasting, podcasting, video... Casting, streaming, broadcasting, Twitch broadcasters. I think that 
in and of itself is, is a different form that I'm already doing, obviously. And I don't know, maybe it would help if I took some, like, acting classes or voice acting classes or broadcasting classes. Uh, I don't have the funds to do so, but maybe that would make me better at my job? I don't know. I don't know. Thank you very much, Xavier, for that donation and question. Owen, Owen asks, if you could see and or interact safely with any animal, what would it be? Mole rat. No, uh, <laughs> probably a shark, great white shark. That That's one of those, like, kind of bucket list items that isn't really on my bucket list because I know it's very not likely, very, what's the word I'm looking for? Very improbable to be able to come true. But I think, like, sharks and great white sharks in general are very fascinating just due to their the fact that they are like kind of the as as perfect evolutionarily for what they're meant to do like they they have evolved to a point where it's like this is this is their final form it's obviously not but this is their final form and they're sleek and fast and scary looking but also kind of important <laughs> and uh Beautiful, even, you could say? So yeah, definitely a shark. Great white shark. I mean, even like a whale shark would be really cool. Similar thing with like big blue whales or whales and stuff like that. They just seem like... like a really sleek and cool car. <laughs> no, I don't know. Uh, but yeah, probably sharks. I'll go with sharks on that one. Just because, typically speaking, it's 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 a bit of a difficult thing to be able to safely see and interact with. Or even like say if you do hire a charter or have a tour to take you out to see the Great Whites, there's no there's no guarantee that they're going to be where you're going. Same thing with like whale watching or anything like that. So yeah, I would probably go with that. Probably go with that. Neb Neb Mia Neb Mia came through with a donation and a question here. If you had the choice, how many arms do you think would be optimum number to have and why? And if you would like additional arms, where do you think they should be attached? <laughs> um, speaking of evolution, I think I think. Certainly there are times, like trying to unbolt a stuck differential fluid filler plug on the back of a 41-year-old Corolla, having an additional arm to hold something or brace against something would be helpful. But I think in general it would be more of a hindrance than anything, considering our world's and all of our things we've created as humans are built around the fact that 
the vast majority of us have two arms and two hands and ten fingers. You know, you can't. What if I gotta buy gloves? I gotta buy two pairs and then leave the third one out because my third arm only has one hand. It would make it would make driving a manual transmission easier. <laughs> I just yesterday put up the uh, a new vlog with my Corolla, and people mentioned how I held the handbrake because I was on a hill. I was on a hill at a stoplight. And that's the only way I can get moving without rolling backwards five feet is to hold the handbrake and then, you know, go into first or be in first and roll off. So having, although I feel like a third leg would do better with that because then I could, I wouldn't need to hold the handbrake and I could hold the regular brake and the clutch and the gas at the same time. So yeah, I'm gonna. I don't know. I think I'm. I'm all right. I've. I don't think it's been a frequent. I don't think it's been a frequent issue of mine. Where I'm like, well, I wish I had a third. I ran out of arms. Except maybe like if you buy too many groceries and you try to make it all in one trip, and you got forty pounds of produce, and plastic bags around your arms. It'd be convenient for more tattoos. <laughs> You wouldn't have to ruin your 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 full full tattoo sleeve ideas if you have some spare arms to use. Oh, did my oh here they are. I thought my shears broke. Yeah man. They're about to break. Well, speaking of sheep, let's count some sheep. There are four. We saw four of them. And continue in the morning. And armsness. And armsness. Ba to you too. Ba to you too. Metal Maggot 46 asks. Are you going to consider another project car in the future once the Corolla is done? Both project car and done are in quotations. Well, I never considered Corolla to be a project car. I never I don't want a project car. <laughs> I've I always wanted a driver. Certainly I realize old cars, classic cars are you know, not going to have 10-year warranties or whatever like that, but and, and they're going to require fixing and maintenance, which is what I always expected. Uh, didn't quite expect needing to swap out a carburetor uh, or even a fuel pump. Fuel pump, I guess, was a little bit less of a deal in the full carburetor situation, but uh, did so and we're fine. I, 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 I don't know. Cone, Cone isn't going to let me sell the Corolla. <laughs> He's, if he, there were there were great frowns when I said, "Well, my next car it cannot be sold." Um, no, but yeah, I definitely have thought about it. I got the Corolla because it was a lot more affordable, 
and for the price in a lot better shape than, say, a more in-demand car like a an old Datsun Z car or a, a first-gen Celica or even, you know, an older Falcon or El Camino or whatever. So I do still feel like it was a, a, a good first car. It's, it's carbureted, so I can learn about how, how to tune and how... I, I still don't know how carburetors work. It's wizardry and magic, but to tune and fiddle and replace, clearly, uh, a carburetor. Um, so that's helpful down the line if I end up with finding older cars that are carbureted. It's, I, I already know how that, that situation works. Uh, it's rear-wheel drive. It's a manual. Learn the manual transmission thing. If the body's in good shape. There's, there's, yeah, I didn't want to have to, like, I don't need to do any body work or fabrication or rust problems. Putting new floor pans in or anything like that. I don't want to deal with that. But, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I'm certainly, I, I'm, I'm gonna keep this one around for at least into the next summer or something like that. And it, it's all depending on, as most things are, budget. And right now there is none. <laughs> There's, I don't. I, I need to work on a budget to replace the windshield, and I got to see about how much it, it's going to be to take out the the, the uh, catalytic converter, and um, you know, little little other things like that, dash cap and stuff. So yeah, uh, I, I I think like a, a and what I think would be a logical next step would be to now that I'm familiar with the old. Toyotas, at least, try to maybe find an old first-gen Celica, which I think I was looking at them before too, but they're a little bit, a little bit more expensive, and then the cheap ones are in really bad condition. So maybe finding a first-gen Celica or something like that would be an, an interesting progression. And kind of, I already have some knowledge of how Toyota does things or did things in those times. Would be. An easy, easy move. Um, I do, I do like the old Datsuns. I do like the old Datsun cars, but those are getting super pricey. They're they're hot. They're so hot right now. Um, but I don't know. I think it's just going to come down to what's available, when, and if I ever go get there, get to that point to, to sell the Corolla and, and do something next. But it's still not going to be a project car. Like, I'm not going to buy, like, a rolling shell and put an engine in or anything like that. But, yeah, I don't know. It could be another uh, a Falcon. Uh, I don't know. I know people hate them. But I still have a strange affinity for the old Porsche 944s. But maybe not. I think I think I could save the money and put it towards something else. Uh, yeah, they're great looking, but they're absolute nightmares as far as maintenance is concerned. I feel like it would be fun to just like own one for a summer and then like ditch it, <laughs> just get rid of it after that, and just be like, okay, I did that. Next, um, I don't know, or or maybe I'll get an old uh, Falcon. Or something. I don't know. I like the. I, I'm people. I'm. I'm very easily influenced. Everybody's talking about 
Corvairs and those old Volvos, the, the what are they, 1800, 1600, 1800 ES. Even the coupe versions are kind of cool. They got the wings in the back. I have no idea. I have no idea. Uh, it's not not even not even a, 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 a thought on my mind right now. I do like the way old muscly cars. I I'm not a big Camaro or Mustang fan, but like the old Chevelle or Chevelle Malibu or a El Camino or a Ranchero or you know along the lines of the Falcon sort of situation. I have I do really like old hot rod like hot rod hot rods like old uh, T buckets or Model A cars but those you do kind of have to build <laughs> on your own and i don't have like you gotta cut things and weld stuff and find parts and uh, i don't i'll pass on that for now <laughs> i i'm not in a place I, I am not in a place to be handling any of that but uh yeah i don't know it's uh, it's it's up in the air. I never thought I'd own a '77 Toyota Corolla, but uh, here we are. <laughs> here we are. We've done it, and we're doing it. Bloink. So yeah, I it, I don't know. Maybe I don't. Maybe I'll have to uh, sell the uh, at some point the. Uh, the cross track and and get something more interesting, quote unquote, as a daily driver, like an oldish but not older Subaru or a, a Volvo. I don't know why I still like the Volvo C30s, but then again, I like the cross track. It's paid off. Uh, it's got it's a, it's a good car for a dog. I'm needing a lot of boats in this episode and I'm not learning my lesson and only crafting like one at a time. Boop, 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 boop. There we go. So, I don't know. I, yeah, the, right now it's it's even the list of things I came up with in the video of things to do to the Corolla are all kind of on hold because it runs and drives. I kind of thought like the windshield would have to be the first thing I would do, but I'm like, it's fine. It's just got a big crack down the middle. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Um, it 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 shields the wind still, so it works. Um, so yeah, I'm in no rush or anything like that. Indeed, indeed. I can't apparently though get a Subaru Brat because that's cones. That's, that's cones. Current. What's the word I'm looking for? Current, uh... I can't think of the word I'm thinking of. Dream? Fixation! Yes, that's the one! Something you're fixated on. Fixation. Although his fixation was the old Datsuns, and as well as he really liked first-gen Celicas. <laughs> so I feel like I'm 
appropriating all of Cone's automotive, classic automotive interests. And the last question here from Dravir again. Oh, I'm sorry, not again. Xavier was first. Dravir here. Dravir here. Dravir here. When was the last time you cleaned your bathroom? What do you like or dislike about it? Um, actually, I thought my dad was going to be visiting this weekend, and unfortunately the plans got cancelled. Uh, so I did clean... I cleaned the toilets, not the whole bathroom. That's the thing I learned. I used to... I used to be like, it's time to clean the bathroom, and clean the entire bathroom. The shower, the sink, the tub, the toilet, the counters, the mirror, you know. And that just turned into a whole day of sadness. So I've learned to compartmentalize. So just clean the toilets of all the bathrooms. Okay. Eventually clean the mirrors. Okay. Kind of... I'm, I'm not particularly a messy person, but like, okay, wipe wipe down the, the, the counters and the, the, the sinks. Or, okay. So yeah, I think I think compartmentalizing it is my new jam. Uh, I don't... My, my least favorite is the shower or tub situation. There's never a comfortable way to do that. Even like getting in the shower fully with your full full body and trying to scrub all the corners and the floors is is annoying and sometimes painful. <laughs> um, just the same as being outside of it and trying to reach in to all the nooks and crannies and soap scum and the gum disease gingivitis. <laughs> oh man. Wolfie knows. I don't know. Let's see here. Uh, what do I need to do? Boop, boop. Yeah. Pro tip, mop the shower. But you need you need scrubs. You need scrubitudes. There's certain the the grout. The grout. You can't let mildew grow in the grout. The tiles. The 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 the, the glass. Glass doors on showers are the worst. They are simply the worst. I have purchased a squeegee, which I don't know how to feel about, but I purchased a squeegee. So now after every shower, I squeege. <laughs> Excuse me? I squeegee the, uh, the, the glass so that soap scum and other undesirable side effects uh, do not build up on the... Uh, the doors. You know what I'm talking about. I don't know how many, like, in different countries, everybody has a weird bathroom situation. But there's, like, tubs with showers. You like how I'm pantomiming this? And then there's just straight-up showers. It's a shower stall that just has a sliding... a flat floor with a drain and, and a sliding glass door. I... I it, I feel like I need to explain this because I'm going to talk about it and people are just going to lose their minds. What do you mean your shower isn't in your tub? Is it separate? <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah. A wide variety of topics and questions. You know what else I forgot to mention? I'll probably mention it in the next episode. But next week, November 9th, 
is Carl Sagan's birthday, but also Juno's birthday, quote-unquote, birthday, gotcha day. That's when I adopted Juno. We'll have had Juno for a year. I've just sort of co-opted it as her birthday since she's a rescue. I don't know what her birthday actually is. So we're going to say it's her fourth birthday. I've been running on the assumption that she's three. Um, So let's say Juno turns four next Friday on the 9th. So we'll talk about that. I don't, do I do anything for the dog? Like, should I throw a party, get a cake? (laughs) Oh, man. Woof. (laughs) Oh, should I take advice from Wolfie? Probably. But yeah, thank you everybody for watching. Uh, And welcome, anybody who came here via the Vlogbrothers video. Welcome. Hope you stick around. We're a a friendly, chill, quiet, introverted (laughs) community here. So uh, please take a look around and hope you enjoy your stay and consider maybe donating to Direct Relief at farlandsabus.com. My name is Kurt. Thanks so much for watching. I will see you next time. Although I feel like a third leg